What's up, guys? I'm Theo. Happy Wednesday morning to you guys. Man, just sitting here at work, working hard. Decided to rewatch Super Bowl 54, Cheese versus Niners. Um, I decided to rewatch it, number one, because I'm a little bored. I got some free time. And second, I barely remember this fucking Super Bowl with everything that's happened with this year. So I decided to take some time out and just kind of rewatch it. So um, a couple of things that, that really stands out right off the top of my head is how the Chiefs, you know, just how just their defense and, you know, everybody talks about their offense. And rightfully so. I mean, Mahomes, Tyree Hill, Kelsey, you know, they got a good offensive line. Andy Reid has become an outstanding coach. And I'm going to get into him a little bit more in a minute. But, um, but yeah, what really stands out to me is their defense. And, you know, their defense is average as hell. But they're good. <laughs> but they're good because – their defense almost always come up with stops when they really need them. When the game is like literally like in the balance, their defense tends to come up with stops more often than they should, you know, based off their talent. Because I don't think they're you know that talented of a defense. I think they're very average. Um, but man, you know, they got some good intangibles on that on that, on their defense. Um, those guys always mm-hmm. tend. to and also, too, man, them picking up Steve Spagnola, I'm probably fucked up his name, but that dude from the Giants <laughs> that coached the D-line, that, that coached their defense, um, you know, when they won those Super Bowls, he's doing a hell of a job because he's scheming, he's scheming up shit. And so I just want to give a little credit to that defense because that, that defense never gets any credit at all. You know, even in this game, you know, the 49ers were like kind of running wild on them, you know, in the second and third quarter. But when it was time, when the game was truly, truly in doubt, you know, their defense manned up. Not only did they slow down the run, they basically stopped the run in the fourth quarter, made Jimmy G beat them. And Jimmy G showed that <laughs> – why Cal Shanahan only allowed him to throw the ball eight times against the Packers and, you know, and eight times in a divisional game. Um, it's just, it's something about Jimmy G, Jimmy G that I just don't like in those high pressure type of situations. So, but yeah, that, you know, that really stands out to me. Um, you know, and obviously all the talk, you know, a lot of the talk, going into the Super Bowl was the Niners defense. You know, can the Niners defense stop them? And I was a little hesitant about that because I don't think I didn't think at that time the Niners played the style of defense that you need to play against Kansas City. Personally, I ain't no defensive coach. I ain't never been a coach at no type of level. Personally, what I would do, I would try to play man cover two as much as possible. Uh, mix in a little zone here and there. Mix in some a few zone blitzes here and there. But for the most part, I'm manning up the receivers. 
I have a two safeties deep because you need to have a damn safety back there with Tyreek Hill at all times. And I would try to double him and double Kelsey as much as possible. Now, you know, you're not going to be be able to do that all the time because at some point, guys go have to, like, defenders just go have to man up one-on-one and have to cover these guys some of the time. But for the most part, those are the things that I would do. And I would mush rush my homes. Uh, too often you see defenders just kind of, you know, pass rushers just rushing like wildly at him, rushing at him. Like, he can't move. Like, come on, man. This motherfucker can run. So you can't rush him all wild and out of control. You have to be disciplined in how you rush him. So a uh, mush rush is basically where the defensive line man, rush hard and then just basically just stop in order to, to try to contain the quarterback, keep him in the pocket. And, and also in combination with that, um, I think you have to be smart with how you blitz too. Uh, I, me personally, I would blitz Mahomes. I would double blitz him off the edges to try to keep him in the pocket. That's what I would do. And I think that's the only thing that you really can do against the cheese. You know, because you, you know, there's only so much you can do against them. It's, you know, a lot of talent, great scheme. Great coaching. Andy Reid makes great uh, in-game adjustments now. And I say now because when he was in Philly, that wasn't the case. I mean, that was that shit was a running joke, man. Andy Reid and his lack of <laughs> in-game adjustments. You know, halftime adjustments. Um, he's always been a very good coach, man. Very well respected. I've always, you know, I used to, you know, I'm a Packer fan. But I always respected the Eagles, man. You know, I was a I was a Donovan McNabb fan, and I, I think he did a lot with Donovan McNabb and that team because the Eagles' offense for most of those years was just Donovan McNabb running around, you know, making plays, and and you know they had a great scheme, and they had a traditional West Coast offense. You know, obviously, you know that's not exactly. That wasn't exactly He was a, you know, he was a very, uh, he was pretty inaccurate, like much of the time as a passer. Love Donovan, but you know he was an inaccurate passer for a lot of the time. You know he had his games where his accuracy was on. He had those games where that shit was way left. So I've always respected, you know, what he did with the Eagles. Um, and, you know, the chance that he took on Michael Vick, he gave Michael Vick an opportunity, like fresh out of prison that, you know, nobody was really doing, that nobody was willing to do. And, you know, and for that, Andy Reid always should get, get respect for that. But, you know, since he's come over to the Chiefs, um, you know, his coaching has really gotten better. His time management has gotten a lot better. That was always a criticism of his. And, you know, his in-game adjustments has gotten a lot better. Like, you know, this Super Bowl is an example of that. You know, how he was able to adjust the offense as the game went on, especially when they started, when the Chiefs started falling behind, um, making some tweaks here and there. Uh, the Chiefs went to a no-huddle offense, you know, fairly early in the fourth quarter, 
And that completely changed around the damn game. That changed. The game was over from that point on. Once the Chiefs went to the no huddle in the fourth quarter, it was over. The 49ers couldn't stop them. They couldn't, they couldn't get – they couldn't touch Mahomes. They couldn't do anything. So, but, yeah, this, this, was a, this turned out to be a pretty damn good Super Bowl. Um, not one of the greatest. Nah. But pretty damn good, though. So, all right. Uh, so, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. All right, so I want to touch on two topics. One um, is the upcoming NBA season that's <laughs> man, less than two weeks away. And the second is I want to talk about should this Laker ring have an asterisk by it? Because, you know, I was on Twitter. You know, like I said, I'm at, I'm at work. I'm rewatching this, this damn Super Bowl. And I'm on Twitter. I ain't got nothing to do right now. So... Um, but like I said, I was on Twitter, I just was strolling down, and you see a lot of dumb shit on Twitter, um, but on my timeline, this kind of actually kind of, I was like, oh, okay, okay, I, I can, I can talk about that, so, uh, first off, let me, let me start with this championship thing, it doesn't deserve an actress, my answer is no, because it's going to go down as, in the record book as a championship. Now, I do believe that not all championships are created equal. And there have definitely been more difficult championships won. I, the, the, the two teams that stick out in my mind was the damn the 95 Houston Rockets, 6 seed. I mean, they beat, I want to say just off the top of my head, they beat two 60-win teams. No, actually, they, I think they beat three 60-win teams. And came back from two three one deficits and won that championship and beat a great Orlando team uh, in the finals to do so. And the '88 Lakers, uh, man, the road for the '88 Lakers, man. You first of all, they went against uh, against a very good up and coming, um, just physical, grinded out Mavs team with uh, Derek Harper and Mark Aguirre. Man, Rolando Blackman, no teams, Sam Perkins, those teams were physical and they were good and they were versatile teams too. Uh, Orlando Blackman from the outside, you have Sam Perkins outside and inside. You know, Mark McGuire, you know, six five, six six, basically like a power forward uh, with small with small forward athleticism, being able to just you know dominate the the low plot, the low block as a unconventional post player. Um, and, you know, of course, Derrick Harper is one of the mo- most underrated point guards of that era. Um, one of the best defensive uh, point guards ever. The, f- the fucking master of the handshake. With Derrick with Harper, Derrick Harper was so strong. When Derrick Harper put his hands on you, you, you he had you. He got you wherever you, you go. One shit you could really do about it. So... Um, and then after that, they went against an up-and-coming Utah Jazz team. You know, Carl Malone, you know, John Stockton, and both those, both the Mavs and the Jazz, they took them to seven games, and those games came down to the wire. Um, those those series could have went either way. Um, so, and then on top of that, you know, finals, you're going against the Pistons. <laughs> now, 
you know, Pistons were like a bullshit call away from <laughs> winning the championship, but actually three-peat. It should have been a three-peat, to be honest. But, you know, like I said, I don't take away rings from teams under, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda type shit. So um, that 88 team, uh, for them to have to beat the Pistons, uh, Utah, and the Mavs, to me, those are like those were three championship caliber teams, basically three championship teams. Um, you, it's hard to get much harder than that. And you know, I heard what Dame Litter said about the bubble, and you know, and playing in it, and how much easier it was on on players, and and you know why we saw a lot of the thing performances that we did because players were so well rested which is completely different than how it would have been under the normal conditions of the regular season. So, um, you know, I just think you don't take away a championship from somebody. You know, you don't you don't just, oh, I'm going to put an asterisk by that because of this and that. Nah, man, at this point, championship's a championship. You know, they had to go out there and play. You know, it wasn't the Lakers' fault that, you know, the, the coronavirus happened and, you know, why punish them for that? You know, I don't – me personally, I don't put an actress on the 99 Spurs for them winning, even though it was a 50-game season and, you know, half the league wasn't in shape. I don't put an actress by them. You know, I don't put an actress by, you know, the 12 Heat or any one of the Heat championships or any one of the LeBron championships, <laughs> you know. Um yeah, you, you 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 just you just don't man. Championship is championship. You they they are all earned. You know, some are harder than others, and there are definitely levels to it. But at the end of the day, man, they're all earned. You have to work hard. Championships are earned. Now I want to talk about uh, the upcoming NBA season real quick. Um, first of all, the Lakers should win. And it shouldn't really be that close. Um, that team, they actually, that team is significantly better than it was last year on paper. Now, obviously, on paper is different than on the court, but uh, just on paper, man, as long they, they, you know, they, they should repeat. And you know, you have as long as you got Bron, as long as you got AD, especially AD, then um, you know they're going to be, they're going to always be. You know they're they're gonna be they should win the championship basically. So um, I'm excited though, man. You know I you know I grew up in the '80s. I grew up on '80s bar, man. Christmas Day, you know those Christmas Day games were always special, man. You know more so back in the day than now because you know back then there was only maybe one or two teams. You know there was only maybe you know. Uh, two or four teams playing you know now you got like you know you know this half the league is playing on christmas day now and you know and it's kind of lost it's kind of lost that luster for me but christmas day in nba is always special man it, it never you know it, you can never go wrong with basketball on christmas or no shit basketball any day for that matter but you know, I got to head out. I'm going to go ahead and start doing some work, doing my job now, like I should. I hope you guys are you know, all uh, doing, doing your jobs now and being productive. So, um, luckily, 2020 is almost over. So, just got to hang in these next few weeks, guys, and, you know, keep your head up, stay strong.
Peace out.